Good right. morning, Akash. Or afternoon, whatever time it is. Yep. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. So I'm I'm doing some research right now. I sent the uh, I sent the um, invite today, ladies and gentlemen. We have former WNBA player Val Whiting on the podcast. So she will be Coach Val on TikTok. I am Coach Val on TikTok, but she's obviously the most famous person that we will have had on the on the show. Hey, you know what? Robo's got like 600 Instagram followers. I, I mean, I that's pretty. Hey, that's pretty good. Is uh, Robo? Are you gonna join from the link? Yeah, separately again. I think okay. the link is gonna get him in for a minute, so he's gonna be there. Okay. Um, so I'm just looking at her stats right now, and they're it's freaking crazy. fantastic. I it's mean, crazy. 16.1 points per game when she was at Stanford. Yeah, um, no, that Stanford stats are nuts. Yeah, like, I all at All American, Naismith finalist. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Final four, uh, in '92, yeah, made the All Freshman team in '90. Uh, two-time All Pac-10 uh, first team. So. She went to Stanford. She was an SB finalist, and I was I was watching yeah. some of her highlights. She was a freaking paint beast. It was crazy. Yeah, I know it's crazy. So Coach Val played for the Detroit Shock for a year in the WNBA, before then um, taking a break, uh, taking a year off from basketball, and then coming back and being on the Minnesota Lynx, where she. Um, she was also on the USA team, um, yeah, All-Star Team, pretty- WNBA Community Assist Award. I mean, I was looking through these earlier. I was like, "Good God, these are these incredible. accolades are crazy!" Yeah, yeah. Stanford Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Delaware Hall of Fame, uh, Delaware African American Hall of Fame. Like, that's mm-hmm. U.S. Olympic Festival. Like to play for the, like to represent America. Like that's nuts, man. That's crazy that's really cool and 8.8 career rebounds per game in college that's 201 these stats like that like in college that's crazy those those are like the best of the best stats in college i know that's crazy so freshman team 1990 so she went to college in 1990 or like she went into college so she also played for the american basketball league where she played for um the san jose lasers and they also recruited uh, they recruited Coach Val and her teammate Jennifer Azzi, I believe it's pronounced. Yeah. And she played for the West All-Star team, too, in the ABL. It's crazy. And the accolades are much like, it's... So my, this is a Minecraft player right here. Hello? Hey, Roboy. Yeah, we're just talking, we're talking about Coach Val right now. Oh, we're talking about Coach Ooh. Val right now. Val Whiting, who we're who we're having on and uh when she's when is she coming on i i emailed her just now with the link so we will see but we can i mean this is insane i mean uh actually really cool (laughs) yeah she played for like i mean robo she uh she was she's an all she's an all pac 10 first team in 92 and 93 because she went to uh she went to stanford so wow, that's a prestigious school. And yeah, that's crazy. to believe, to if you can believe it, she only she only went in the second round in the seventeenth pick. After yeah, no, having someone stellar, she took some years off, right? I, I she think, think between um, 
Wait, seven like a year off in WNBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that crazy? WNBA draft. If you see, listen, if you're if you're a <laughs> GM crazy. for the for That's... the NBA, let's say for the NBA, and you see That's this player awesome. coming in who leads, um, who who led Stanford like the entire school like in history in uh, free throws made, second in uh, points per game when she graduated, um, and was sixth all-time at Stanford um, in rebounds and rebounds for per game. Third three, actually, for rebounds per game. And you see this you see this guy coming out of the draft, right? And you're a GM. What are you th- where are you thinking he's going? Like what pick? Yeah, like that's like that's lottery value. That's a lottery for sure. I mean that's like that's a top ten right there. Hey, what was the what was the point for the game PBG eight Sixteen and eight point eight, yeah. And two hundred one career blocks, which pretty good. Listen, guys, I'm a pretty lanky dude, but I cannot get blocks. That's the thing. Unless like blocks are, yeah. Unless you're like, you have to be in the right place at the right time. You have to know, yeah, or just Zion your body in the right place, yeah. Or just be with a seventy inch vertical. What is Zion's vertical? It's high. What is Zion's vertical? Probably like 40 something, 44. 45 inches. Jeez. And he's a big guy too. Like, I mean, he's, he's big. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, he's pretty tall, but I mean, he's, he's a beefy dude. Yeah. So how has school gone for you guys? Are you guys doing, you guys are doing a uh, hybrid, right? Yeah, yeah. So how's it, I how's know, it been going? Roboy hasn't had the, his oh. day yet. He's on Monday. You're on Monday? So. Roboy lunch is terrible. Um, just want to yeah, warn you about that. It's it's free. It's, How it's, it's free lunch, but it sucks. It, yeah, it's it's normal school food, but then they send like um, Roboy. You know, like desks that you sit in, like for like education purposes. They oh, they line them up in just rows on rows on rows, <laughs> and it's. <laughs> I walked in. I. I I walked into That's study center because I had study awesome. center third period. I I walked in and I was like, I it triggered yeah. my fight or flight. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Like I was like, man, oh Akash left. Yeah. Oh, Akash back. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Right. Oh, he's Shall back. You, yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. I'm you're fine. This time. Uh, you're fine. And that's <laughs> it. It made me laugh when I walked in. And I was just, I was just sitting in my chair eating my pop tarts, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." Hello, Coach Val. Hey, what's up? How you doing? All right. It's how are you? To, great to finally talk to you today. I have um, my friends Akash and Roboy on. We go to school together. We've known each other for quite a long time, and uh, we're all sophomores this year in high school. And so we were just looking through your stats um, in college. You were phenomenal. I mean. 16 points per game, 8.8 rebounds per game, and you are third all-time at Stanford. So, what would you say in college you were most proud of? Your because you have so many accolades here. Uh, what, what would you, what would you say in college you were most proud of? Um, probably winning um, uh, the na- two national championships. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, yeah, that's a very impressive. And, and congratulations on those um, yeah. as well. And Thank so, you. you you also won freshman of the year, national freshman of the year, and Pac-10 freshman of the year in 1990. 
which is incredible and fantastic. And so what, so you went to Stanford, what made you decide to go to Stanford? Um, Well, I always had a fascination with going to school in California because I'm from the East Coast, I'm from Delaware. Oh, okay. And um, when they first reached out, honestly, I didn't even know where Stanford was. Most of the schools I knew about were on the East Coast, like the Ivy League schools, like mm-hmm. University of Pennsylvania and Brown and Cornell. So right. I didn't even know what Stanford was. And then, um, you know, just visiting the school and getting to know the team and the coaching staff mm-hmm. just seemed like a, a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's an incredible school, too, academically. Um, yeah. So what what did you major in when you went I was there? I was actually pre-med. I was a biology oh, major. Oh, wow. These guys, it. yeah, these guys are, you guys are in biomed, right? Yeah, I'm taking the biomedical academy. I'm not in biomedical. That's kind of something I'm looking, hopefully, looking to do in the future is go into some sort of medicine career. Uh, Who was who was coaching when you were at Stanford? The same coach, Tar Vanderveer. Okay. Um. Yeah, Yeah, I I remember watching. Stanford was in uh, the was in the Final Four a few years, a couple years ago, I think. I think Um, in men's, yeah. Okay, no, no, no. Oh, I no, no, watching no. Not, not men's. Men's, they haven't been good in a minute. Not men's. Yeah, that's true. I don't know the yeah, it's, been, it's, it's been a while since, you know, like a really good academic school has done too well in the uh, tournament. Yeah. But you you were also an SB award finalist. What were you up for? I don't remember because back then SBs weren't really that big. It was like the first oh. year it started. Yeah. It could have been, uh, it could have been female uh, college athlete of the year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that what up. I would guess. And you also were a Naismith Award finalist. Congratulations. Thank you. On uh, being a finalist in that. And you were, um, in 2010, you were named top 25 NCAA players of the past 25 that's years. Nice. That's incredible. Thank you. Actually, uh, I think that was oh, 2006. I guess that's a typo somewhere. 2000, uh, 2006. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just reading through, like, Wikipedia right now. And I also... Um, Earlier this week, I was watching some of your uh, some of your clips from your YouTube channel, and I mean, you're just you're just putting them back up. It was incredible. It reminds me of uh, watching like a like a Kareem or like a Shaq kind of, but like obviously in the WNBA. Oh yeah, and I barely do anything on YouTube channel. It's kind of funny. Um, people always ask yeah. me. I'm like, it's I don't know. I don't even know what to do. But I just put my um, I had a a clip of some highlights. I just put them up there. It's nothing really flashy. I'm not, I'm not breaking yeah, any ankles I mean, or anything. Yeah, I mean, getting honestly, I feel like uh, getting boards because you're six foot three, which is yeah. taller than me. Um, but getting boards and putting them back up—that's, I think, one of the most important parts of basketball. Because you know, yeah. if you don't get offensive rebounds, you don't get the, that extra possession. And yeah, and then that's a waste of a possession if you miss a shot and the defense gets the board. Yeah, true. So, to give you an opportunity, ahead. just like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so how long have you been playing basketball? Like, when did you first start as like a kid? I, I started in seventh grade. Um, I wanted to be a cheerleader, and I got cut from the cheerleading team, like tryouts. And my math teacher asked me if I want wanted to come out for basketball, be interested in trying basketball, and that's how I got started. Man, well, that's a wow. So you weren't. So you actually weren't interested in basketball at a young. No, age. not at all. Wow. No interest. Oh, that's interesting. 
that's a You're sort of a late bloomer. Yeah, yeah, but but back then it wasn't like it is now. Like now, if you don't play. By the time you're three years old, everybody thinks you're, yeah, you're like, behind. You see these right. kids nowadays, like they're my, our age, dunking like windmill like dunks on top <laughs> yep. of each other. Like it's yep. crazy time nowadays. Yeah, I don't like, know what you're feeling. It's, it's it's incredible to watch because I mean it reminds me because we we haven't been alive for you know the longest time, um, us three, but. It kind of reminds me of like back when I was like a kid, like watching the WNBA. It's like watching the AAU now because, you know, you had guys like, you know, you have Dirk Nowitzki, who's incredibly talented and he was one of my favorite players growing up. Um, but obviously LeBron is my guy. <laughs> um, we're, we all, um, Coach Val, we all live in Ohio. So oh, okay. we are, yeah. so yeah. Robo actually grew up in Detroit. So we're all big, we're all big LeBron guys. Um, yeah. And so you live in Seattle, right? Yeah, just outside of Seattle. Okay. Uh, what's what do you like most about living that close to a great city? I, I really don't. It rains too much. I'm trying to move to where it's sunny. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. So, Wait. So I just want to, if you don't mind, I want to talk about the WNBA. Sure. Oh. So what team did you get drafted by again? Um, all right. So I'm a good guy to give you some history in women's basketball. So when I graduated from college, um, there was no women's basketball in the United States. So. Um, mm-hmm. Up until then, everybody had to go overseas and play, right? So, okay, I went to play in Italy, well, Israel, Italy, Israel, and Brazil. And I'm Italian. Yeah, yeah, it's the great, the best Proud food I've ever had. And then, um, yeah, let's see, '96 is when I came back, and the ABL started, the American Basketball League. That league started. Yeah, um, I played in that league for San Jose Lasers and Seattle Rain. And then 90, 97, the WNBA came about, but the ABL and the mm-hmm. WNBA were happening at the same time. And oh, okay. So um, we, the ABL really couldn't compete with the marketing power of the WNBA. And also ESPN right. would like refuse to put our highlights on. So oh, it was like, kind of like that, right? Well, there's got to be some lobbying going yeah. on in there. Yeah, yeah because they had TV deals. Yeah, with yeah for sure, for sure. So that league ended up folding. If- 1998, yeah. it says on here. Is that yeah. correct? Okay. And we all, um, we went to the WNBA. But at that, that year, <laughs> 99, the WNBA was also going through a new collective bargaining agreement. So mm-hmm. they put a limit on how many ABL players to go into the WNBA. Uh, oh, okay. And so you were one of them. Yeah. It was like three per team. So the, the controversy was the ABL had more talent. Right. Uh, well, because they were older. Uh, we, kind of older but um a lot of the players just they came out first so we just and they're they're right, paying more right. i mean the, the the abl was paying like 125 and that was for what a six-month season and the WNBA, i mean my first year in the WNBA, i made thirty thousand. so um i think that was part of it as well mm-hmm. but yeah we had a lot of the talent and so when we all went to the WNBA, the talent just um, the strength of the league just um, rose up. But, so is that but I don't yeah, know about were, that. Hmm? Is that why you so, were taken like late in the draft? Because there was just like this straight, like, just, like all of a sudden influx of talent that year. And that's maybe why you like fell a lot down a little bit more in the draft that year. Well, I, was, I can actually probably look up the players that came out that year. So the, the draft, there's only 16 teams. And I went mm-hmm. um, the 17th overall. Um, 
just gonna look up. I think Tina Thompson was number one, or maybe Lana Griffith. So in that draft was a whole bunch of um, Hall of Famers in that draft. Hall of Famers yeah. now. Yeah. In that draft. It was, it's a, it was it's, I think it's probably the best draft um, in history. Really, like the, yeah. would it, would you compare it to maybe uh, the Hakeem the Dream and Jordan draft in a way? Ah, I think so. Many guys yeah. came out of that one because you had people who have been. I have been playing professional basketball for five years. Before. Right, I was a twenty-seven-year-old rookie. You know, so it's like a dispersal <laughs> draft. Yeah, these aren't women. These are women who like were Olympians. Like Dawn Staley was in that draft. You know, it's, it's oh, like wow. okay, okay. I've heard the people. that name for four. Shemika Holesclaw. Um, Yolanda yeah. Griffith, Natalie Williams, she's a Hall of Famer. Delisha Milton, she's an Olympian. Yolanda Griffith's an Olympian. Jennifer Aze is an Olympian, a Hall of Famer. Crystal Robinson, Tanya, these are Tari Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are. I know, I know a lot of these names actually. I've, or I've heard them before. Um, so that's that's actually really cool. That um, unfortunate for the ABL, of course. Yeah, and this um, is bad for the the uh, for the college team, college kids. This is really horrible timing, right? Think about it. You're mm-hmm. going into the WNBA. You come out of college. Shamika Holesclaw, she'll be a Hall of Famer, and all these mm-hmm. pros are in your draft. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, like that's this yeah. terrible time. I actually I'm looking at the um, list now. I didn't realize it was like all pros. And, in the in the first round except for one person and then the second round pros again and then a few college kids yeah so it's kind of like when you do like the yeah that's crazy when you do like the 2k redrafts you guys know when uh and then like you got like the guys you know say uh well obviously like zion and john moran could take in pretty early but then you like if like tracy mcgrady yeah guys went overseas and pulled up in a drive. That's, that's exactly how it was. So I didn't, I'm just now thinking about it. It must have been really hard for these kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But, um, I mean, terrible for college students and ABL, but um, ABL kind of reminds me of the ABA. In mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. But, you know, like not, um, obviously the ABA was like the big league. Um, yeah. And then the NBA came yeah. and they had their big influx of players. And uh, my my father and I were actually talking about the ABA like a month ago, and like all the teams that came over. So did any did any team names or any uh, cities come over to the WNBA, or did the ABL just completely fold? I just completely folded. And the interesting part, though, that's uh, the, I mean, the GM that was a GM for the Seattle Rain became the GM for the Seattle Storm, though. Oh. But, oh, okay. But that's because she's well connected in this area, and everybody knows who she is. And mm. she's she was great, for, for okay. the, You know, for the storm. Who was that? Um, Karen Bryant. Okay, I, I've definitely heard that name before. Yeah, she's like uh-huh. a legend in women's, you know, pro sports in this area at least. And honestly, I feel I feel terrible ever since you know I saw you, I found you on TikTok, and ever since then I've been. I've, I've been trying to get myself into women's sports because I feel so terrible because I just pay attention to men's sports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so why why do you feel, and especially on TikTok, which is such an incredibly like toxic platform when it comes to like women's rights and things like that, um, why do you feel that people disrespect the WNBA so much? You know, I don't know. It's um, I didn't actually realize they disrespected the WNBA so much until I came on TikTok. So mm-hmm. um, I'm learning just like... <laughs> 
um, just like you are. Um, it's mostly, well, apparently it's older people on Twitter as well, but at least from my right. perspective, it's mostly teenage boys. Um, I think what it mm-hmm. is is that they see, they see women, you know, making a move and shooting a layup and they're like, well, I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's right. like something they can't do. Um, right. Yeah. Well, no offense. Ninety percent of teenage boys cannot beat Diana Taurasi in one v one. No. Oh, <laughs> I'm just getting yeah. that. I would definitely. Court, right? I don't think I would get my butt whipped by any WNBA. Barely player. any. I think. I think my perspective is is that. WNBA is so disrespected because it's sort of like a little mix of things that Americans don't like. The politics sort of involved in the sport, uh-huh. uh, the equal pay, pay claims, people don't like to hear about that. Uh-huh. And just a lot of other mix of different multitudes and stuff like that. I personally, I like any form of basketball. Yeah. I don't really discriminate when it comes to because a woman can dribble a basketball and shoot just as good as a man. I don't think that determines your skill level, but mm-hmm. it's just other, it's certain people in the United States that don't really appreciate women's basketball. That group of old white men sitting in the corner yelling about how the women need to stop trying to do everything. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's yeah. terrible and it breaks my heart to see when women are just so I feel discriminated against in pop culture and sports and everything that it's it just breaks my heart yeah and kind of I was thinking like like a lot of people disrespect WNBA players they're like oh well like LeBron James would beat them oh like LeBron's kid would beat them whatever whatever but it's like when you really think about it these WNBA players are top part of like the top less than one percent of basketball players in the world like these exactly. are some of the people who have put so much time in to like get their craft and it's like oh yeah lebron's kid could beat them it's like they probably he probably can't so like it's yeah. not gonna happen so it's, it's kind of like you know the disrespect that's lebron james one of the greatest athletes oh of yeah all people time. are always like well you can't beat lebron i'm like what and nobody can beat LeBron. <laughs> not even the i always like wonder like why are these people so like these kids are like stupid They're, like i don't i'm like the education system is failing our children the, the dumbest stuff that kids be saying and i want to be i want to i want to just say like shut the f up but i can't because i'm an adult right i want to be super petty but i can't because i'm an adult okay. uh, we'll be petty for oh, you oh yeah please do and I, I, <laughs> and I, the thing is on my tiktok account i actually um and I, and I guess a lot of verified people don't do this but i actually read and answer most of my comments right which i i really appreciate when you do that because sometimes like people when they get famous there's such an influx of comments and likes and follows and duets that you that it's just hard to keep up with. But I really appreciate that you you take the time to do that because I had like one TikTok and I was completely overwhelmed. I had one TikTok that got like fifty thousand likes and that's wow. It. And it was just so I was so it is a lot, yeah. Right, and like all the duets, I tried to go and comment on all the duets. Like it was just me posing with a rake and duetting somebody <laughs> who was like cosplaying as a superhero and um it was i was like i'm break man and then people kept duetting it's like i'm hose man or whatever that's like when i remember and i tried to comment like i would comment like son on all of them um or daughter whatever um and it, it was hard to keep up with it was really hard to keep up with and i appreciate you replying you um 
you reply to comments and you you um you you liked my comment the other day <laughs> what um, was your comment it was when you said um when it was a uh, female athlete friday oh i, just, yeah, yeah, I yeah. just like yeah and i appreciate that you do that it's inspiring to see female athletes because you got guys like mikey williams and whatever what have you brawny who get all the attention but then you have these female athletes who are their age who don't get any attention and they have just as much skill as they do yeah it's been very eye-opening i'm i'm learning a lot about the teenage i mean i have teenage boys but i mean they're, they're mm-hmm. in the other other stuff i mean the, right like trolling and stuff like that right uh, which that's just that's just the lowest of the low yeah. trolling people on tiktok just to get like a quick like yeah it's, I, um, i'm telling you I, my eyes are like oh i'm like i'm sometimes i'm like mad others i'm like sad like what's the world gonna be like in uh-huh. 20 years so you you guys you guys got a lot to uh a lot of lot to do for your peers yeah it's i, I it might be a maturity piece a lot of it's probably maturity because i've seen guys that i've grown up with who they used to be unfortunately pretty homophobic and now they've come to accept hey people hurt people are gay and that's just kind of how it is you know and it's um and maybe i guess i feel like we we've really had pounded into our heads that like just this deep-rooted misogyny Mm -hmm. that it'll take a lot i think it'll take longer to work around that but it still can be done it just takes longer to work around that i think to be honest i didn't think kids would be like that i just thought you Mm -hmm. guys grew up with seeing women's sports on tv and um you know girls are playing you know at your school and elementary school and i just figured Mm -hmm. i never Mm -hmm. imagined a 10 year old would tell me to stay in the kitchen so (laughs) right that's that's terrible (laughs) that is so terrible (laughs) (laughs) that's man especially you got the kids that are leaving hate comments or 12 year old 10 year old kids who shoot like under I know, whatever, I like know. hit the hit the granny <laughs> shot from the free throw line um but yeah I, I the deep rooted misogyny is such a big issue I think especially because I don't think you should um, take troll comments that serious yeah because yeah nobody's gonna come everything. to your face and say go in the kitchen or something like that it's people looking right. for attention. Uh-huh. And if you reply to them, you give them that attention. Man, I gotta stop replying, man. That's how yeah. That's how the internet works. I feel like sometimes yeah. it's either like they really want the attention or they just want some way to like get to you. So like if you respond, they want a I wonder if you have this where someone leaves like a hateful comment and then you respond to it and they're like, Oh my god, I'm such a big fan. I don't know. I've heard like some like YouTubers and stuff kind of mentioned that like oh I respond yeah, to tweet oh, and they're I like I'm a big fan. You respond, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you... Oh wow, thanks for thanks for responding to my. Hate I mean, just say comments. hi. I always say hi back. I mean, yeah. right. <laughs> Which I re- like I said I really appreciate when when people do that, um, and I just think a lot of it is people who are just incredibly insecure and i'm very insecure i'll be completely honest there's many different things that i'm incredibly insecure about myself but i don't take that out on other people you know i deal with it myself and i have my own little support group and i talk to those guys and that's you know that's how it works we 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 all have um 
insecurities. I, I am too. I just think it's how do we, you know, like you said, deal with it. Do we go and try to bring people down so we can feel elevated or do we, you know, face them head on? Right. And what my what my mother has told me, and she's been such an incredible um such an incredible influence in my life and she's a wonderful woman and I love her to death um and we have such an incredible relationship and it she has always told me that you know you just gotta you have to have your own little support group and you're gonna be insecure about things you know and you're gonna think oh like all my friends hate me but your friends don't hate you just grab a snack and go to sleep and you'll be fine but um and um honestly i wish i could have that same relationship with my father but that's a different story um but you you need to have everybody's insecure about things right like i for one i'm i'm very insecure sometimes i'm in, i'm an incredibly thin boy i'm a skinny boy um i'm pretty i'm insecure about how like skinny i am but at the same time i accept that i can try to fix that and i do what i can to try to fix that you know i go to the weight room I eat healthy and I try to fix that and if it doesn't if nothing happens nothing happens you know people are going to make fun of anything that's of you. true you could you could fix everything you could get rid of all your acne you could you know you could develop skill and everything and people are still going to find something to make fun of you about yeah it's like especially I think that's just some people like regardless of what you do who you are some people are just gonna always try to bring you down you just kind of go like okay whatever and just kind of try and brush it off and then keep going with your day well with me it's gotten next level because i i have had a personal stalker oh oh my (laughs) i got people who make hate accounts um Mm. i had my that, account got hacked. I don't know if you guys knew that. I remember that you you were like instant yeah. fifty three <laughs> yeah, or something yep, like that for yep. a while. I was hacked. I was so confused. Yeah, I know. I was like, why is this person? I know. Uh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many questions. Like, why are you verified? And then um, yeah. that, then I had a guy who hacked me. He knew my address and he was coming to my house. I mean, he actually put oh, my address right. in the chat in the live. So people are just taking That's it to terrible. the. You just taking. You got to be careful with yeah. that. Uh, it's not the worst part about it is without a vpn it is not hard to find somebody's ip and therefore their address their mom's phone number their dad's phone number their phone number their email address and all these different things yeah after Um, that i got now now i have vpn now i um, good for you good that's a good i I guess it helped me become more safe because otherwise Mm -hmm. everything was just open yeah yeah vpns um if you get a good one then you are you're not completely protected but you're protected from a lot of like because there's websites where you can just go and like type somebody's like username in for something and then you'll be able to find their ip and then their address or whatever yeah. um yeah, i feel like TikTok but a lot is of that a toxic place because you see that happen a lot it, but like do you remember there mm-hmm. was that one it was it really like that is kind of like eye-opening and people were like, oh, she danced to a Juice World song. And they were like putting her ad Like those docs are, yeah. Like, path very messed up. Mm-hmm. And these, these are the same kids, by the way, Coach Val, that they get, they get so, they get very sad um, when somebody dances to a Juice World yeah. song, which I, I was incredibly sad about Juice World's death. Um, he's a great musical artist. But then they make fun of George Floyd's death. Mm. And I just don't think we should make fun of death. Yeah. But, um, but these same guys are like, we're going to, 
we're going to dox you and we're going to swat your house, which swatting, yep. Coach Fowl, is, um, you know, you do know swatting. I had that threat, yeah. Oh my really? God. You, were you threatened yeah. or did it no, actually No, it didn't happen, happen but it, he threatened to do okay. it. That's some... Well, thank God that it yeah, happened. That, there's been so many times this uh, popular YouTuber, H3H3, Ethan Klein, he, uh, he, he got swatted oh and he had to move house. So, like, because it happened, it, he was threatened so many yeah, times. Yeah, people have been so killed in these SWAT attacks. Like these like, quote-unquote SWAT yeah. There was one, I remember really reading it on Apple News a couple of years ago, and, like, they said yeah. he, like, was sexually assaulting someone, and then he was just doing nothing, and... The, yeah, he was just trying to have a good time. really messed up. Oh, there was that other guy, um, the guy who was accused of being a pedophile, who he got threatened to be swatted. It did happen, and he's just this... He's just this elderly man trying to play RuneScape on Twitch, and it's and people thought he was a people thought he was a pedophile. Which it's terrible what people on the internet can do to people who just you know they're just trying to they're just trying to vibe out. They're trying to have a good time. I honestly, I'm just trying to figure out why because there's way more popular creators out there than me. Right, like why? Yeah, I, I think WNBA players and the WNBA, and I think women in general, have a target on their back uh, for kids to come and make fun of them purely for doing what they love. Because you just wanted to play basketball, you know, and you and you share your wisdom with uh, if young female athletes on your TikTok by giving them like tips and tricks for basketball and such. And kids just want to ruin that, and I don't get it. I don't get why. So, so back to basketball. Okay, yeah, no, um, no, no, no. That's okay. It was, it was, I, it so yeah, that was a good guys. conversation. That's what yeah, we do. I was, we just you know, I was just go off on tangents. Back to the basketball point. Mm-hmm. I was the international experience. Like, how do oh, teams yeah. treat you and stuff like that? Um, internationally, like when I played for Brazil, they treat me like a queen. Like they gave me, my, <laughs> I have my own house. They gave me a housekeeper. Oh, oh wow! Cooked and cleaned for me. Like it was, it was wow. amazing. Wait, um, so how are yeah. the stadiums in Brazil? Because there's some uh, areas yeah. that are impoverished and stuff like that. And my city was pretty poor. Um, like people mm-hmm. rode horses to the supermarket, so it was. Oh wow! Parked the horse next to the car. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see, what does it look like in It's like Amish. Yeah, it was really <laughs> Um I'm trying to think. We had we had both sides. It was pretty small what in was there. Your, it wasn't that what, was it near Rio what City where you were? I wasn't no, I wasn't in Rio Wish. I was in Paulinia and that's like an hour oh. north of Sao Paulo, I think. Mm-hmm. It was really close. Didn't uh, Phil Jackson wasn't? I remember watching the Last Dance. Wasn't Phil Jackson playing in Brazil? Do you guys remember? Oh, I, I, uh, I remember. Uh, wasn't that, he yeah, coaching I in I Brazil? I think he was Philippines, Hawaii. Philippines basketball is really popular. Yeah, they, they love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was wait, the wait. it was it was some island. It wasn't Brazil. I remember he went there and he was like. The teams were fighting after every match. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember watching that. Oh, yeah. So, Brazil, very passionate. You know, they love their football. They love their yeah. But they love yeah. women's basketball, too. Okay. Oh. So, um, like, one game, it was us in a, an opposing um, city team. 
we were on their turf and it's hot, um, humid, no, no air conditioning. Um, right. People are around. Um, so you, you have a basketball court, but you have like these barriers. I don't know if it's, it, uh, I can't remember if it's um, the advertising or whatever, but fans are standing outside of that. And so I go out of bounds to save a loose ball and a fan actually punched me. What? Oh, yeah, wow. That, I mean, that's how it, it was just crazy. But I, I was just in a shot. I looked and just ran on the court. But yeah. Wait, so that was just normal yeah. then. Yeah, I was like, he, that was okay. <laughs> get, get a new mouse in the house. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, man, imagine Coach Val going after some random <laughs> Brazilian fan. That'd definitely go viral now, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And of course, they'd find someone yeah, to twist it. Yeah, I can see the Sports Center caption right now. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> so he just punched yeah, me. Just punched <laughs> nothing like, happened. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember if he said anything. He just punched me, and yeah, I just ran on the court. And Did you win any trophies in Brazil? Or yeah, like we, we won, um, like, my. The first tournament of the year, um, before any league play, we had an international tournament. We had teams from all over the world come in, and we won that tournament. Our team won that tournament. Oh, wow. oh, oh wow. yeah, it was it was awesome. It was huge. But did you did you have to learn Portuguese? Yeah, yeah. When, oh wow. The, the town was like, um, like no one spoke English. Um, yeah. And then um, my team, no one spoke English. I had a teammate oh, who okay. spoke English, but she was. She always spent time with her girlfriend who was on the team. So I was kind of like, oh, and okay. the coach didn't speak English. Oh, so you're okay. like, during halftime, like, what? You know, you really you know, yeah. have to start learning. And there's no basketball dictionary, you know? Right. So college. you're just like just going along. It's like, is that post up? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Because I know like uh, some like uh, cousins, family, friends, and stuff like that who are friends with professional players. And they say, they don't know the full language country, the country of the, I mean, language of the country, but they know like the little terms that help you in practice and the games and stuff like that. The little yeah. practice call up and stuff like that. Kind of like if you're going to France, you don't need to be fluent in French. You just need to know like simple things like I'll have whatever, <laughs> you know, or like where's the bathroom? How are you doing? Cut you know? to the basket. Yeah. yeah, cut to the basket <laughs> if, you're, if you're playing French basketball. Yeah. Uh, why, uh, Coach Val, why number 52? Oh, um, I've always had that number. And when I was in uh, middle school, like the bigger jerseys had the bigger numbers. That's how I just kept. It's the same here. Yeah, that's, that's the same. It it's the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, number I play I'm number 20 for soccer and jersey fits Yeah. I was 19 in baseball in eighth grade. And then obviously this year, baseball got canceled. Oh. But, um, yeah. So you said in seventh grade you started yeah. playing. So where did you? Um, so it says here you went to um, Ursuline Academy, Academy in Delaware. Yeah, that was um, high school. Right. Oh, Wilmington. Nice. Where'd you go to? What was your middle school called? Tally Junior High. Okay. So, so did you? Did you have a good time playing there? Was your team any good? At um, Ursuline or Tally? Um, both. Okay, for middle either. school, I don't remember. I just remember I used to score for the other team and stuff. Or <laughs> get some shoes, and then I would also um, like That's shoot over school. the backboard and stuff. Wide open, shoot over the backboard. I was really bad. <laughs> like, I didn't even like. I yeah. didn't like it. 
at all. Right. And I, I, I'm not even sure why I stayed with it, to be honest. It, that's crazy. Like, and like, were you thinking, there's, there's probably no way you were thinking when you were in seventh grade, man, I'm going to be playing in the WNBA when I'm working. No, I mean, honestly, I didn't even think about professional basketball probably until my uh-huh. year in college. And, and all I was thinking about was just going overseas. Oh, okay. So did you want to be a doctor overseas? Is that why you took the medical academy in case basketball didn't end up working out? Yeah. So my, my thing was I was going to um, play professional basketball overseas for two years and then come back and go to medical school because I had gotten into medical schools. And I told, mm-hmm. I accepted one admittance and I said, hey, I'm going to defer for two years. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go play basketball for two years and I'm going to come back and go, go to school. And did you go for money so you could pay for medical school or just because you wanted to play basketball? I just went because I just wanted to play basketball. And then I just never went uh, back. After. Yeah. I mean, that's really respectable, you know, picking up your whole life and setting it down in Europe and um, or just overseas in general and, you know, becoming a WNBA player for, um, for what was it, four years, I think? Um, oh, well, it was actually kind of four because I took the 2000 season off because of depression. Mm-hmm. So I was on oh, I was sorry. on their roster, the Detroit Shocks roster, even though I wasn't playing. Okay. I'm just that's something I have one question. I, that's something I struggle with. Oh go ahead. Uh, so overseas, did you deal with any like loneliness or homesickness? Yeah. Know. It's not like it is now. Like there was no Netflix. Yeah. No right. Cell phone, no FaceTime, no, you know, internet. So I had to like Actually, there were cell phones, but I didn't have one. They had them in Brazil. Right, like the... people had them in Brazil, like in ninety, yeah, ninety six. I didn't, I didn't have a cell. It wasn't like something I wanted. So, um, right. it was. So, were you writing phone. back and forth with your? Phone? I was. I would call. My phone bill was pretty high, and then oh, I did yeah. a lot of watching TV, which was in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had like, I had a <laughs> Portuguese yeah, TV. It was a lot of soap operas, and I had a VCR. Uh, like I would play old episodes of Martin or Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I had a friend love that. that I, I played love against it. in college. She was playing in Brazil. Like we were like thirty minutes apart, mm-hmm. and so we we, we would yeah. trade um, VHS tapes. Like okay, I have, oh, I have okay. this. Give me that. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys just like meet up in the middle? Or, oh no, I, I went. I went do? to her place. I, I think she lived okay. in a more fun city, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. That. Well, that would that would make sense. What was her name? Trisha Stafford. She played at Cal. So she, she Oh, okay. She's a uh, coach. Now. Not too far apart. No. Oh, who she coached? Uh, school in North Carolina. I just can't remember. It's Division One. Okay. Wait, so you so also what? went to two other countries to play? Mm. Well, um, I was in Italy, and then I didn't really like it. Um, mm-hmm. So I Did left. Did you experience uh, racism in Italy? Because uh, we, like, it, in soccer right now, there's a lot of, like, with Italian in like that Syria, there's a lot of bad issues there. Like, I did it in a uh-huh. way. I did it in a way, um, not outwardly, but in Italy, where I was, um, a lot of the women of African descent um, were prostitutes. So um, I got approached by a guy when I was, you know, eating dinner. You know, assuming that that was. Uh-huh. And then when I would walk down the street, I would like stop traffic. Like people would like, like look at me. Cause I was, I feel like I was like the only one in the whole That's city. Weird. Like that. That's really weird. Right. You know, I, I, That's, I, I, that must've been terrible. Brazil was fine. Cause everybody looked, Brazil has the highest um, 
African descent population outside of Africa. Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty diverse. Right. Yeah. I thought. So what? So you said that in Italy you experienced like some racism. So do you think? Do you think that was? Do you think that was a uh, a driving factor in deciding to leave Italy? I, it just wasn't a good fit for me. And then um, uh-huh. I was honestly I was acting crazy to be honest. I don't know what was wrong with me. I was I think it was just not a, it wasn't like your agent. They sell you on teams to go to. Like they're like, oh, this place, uh-huh. blah blah blah, and you get there, it's not like it's terrible. And, and my guy, who I didn't realize, was known for being very dishonest. So what? Oh. So I left, and then I went to Israel, and uh-huh. it was a play for Israel, oh, wow. but Italy wouldn't release me. So in FIBA, they release you, and they wouldn't release me unless the Israeli team paid like twenty thousand dollars. And they weren't going to do it, so. Okay. So, then, so you had to you had to stay in it. No, I had to. Go, I wasn't going to Italy. I had to go. I went home. And then okay. the next year, I got a different agent, and that's how I found um, Brazil. Oh, cool! So you went to Italy and then Brazil. Yeah, uh, Italy, Israel, that same year, and then yeah, oh, Brazil yeah, okay. the next the next year. Okay. Would you say Brazil would be your favorite place that you played? Yeah. Besides, obviously here. Yeah, America. Brazil. I mean, they they want they find any excuse for to party. You know, oh, very man. very nice. warm people will give you the last uh-huh. food on their plate. Awesome. Oh. That sounds like a great experience. Actually. It was. Maybe I need to just go play overseas basketball. You should. I play. I mean, I play uh, like rec leagues, but like I'm not. I don't really. I'm not. Obviously, I'm not good enough to. Uh, to go like try out for like a I, I tried out for like seventh grade I think and I got cut day two so I, I just haven't tried since oh. maybe I I mean maybe I should I don't know it could be somebody's inspirational story <laughs> um, yeah I mean I uh, personally I am a I I am I like to shoot the ball um, pretty accurate not not terrible at shooting um, but you know not the best uh, Roboy Roboy you're Back when we played DYA together, you were really good. You're a really good shooter. Yeah, I played. I played soccer. Yeah. Oh, you, mostly, you, what uh, position? Uh, left wing and attacking. Oh, okay. My son's. I just I like just taking on defenders, beating people, <laughs> yeah. having fun. Like that's that's yeah. what I love doing. Do you play DSL, right, Roboy? Like I, back in the day. Yeah. I played yeah, goalie. Yeah, but. Yeah. Pretty easy for me, and I scored a lot of goals. And they offered me a spot on like the oh, the DSX or whatever it's yeah. called. Since yeah, yeah, since then it's just been oh, cool. They offered they they were like, you want to go play like travel, and then I decided I was gonna go baseball route instead because I was getting bored of I, I like I was a goalie, so you know it's pretty repetitive. Um, but they're like, hey, you want to come play DSX for us or whatever it was called, and I was like, I'm gonna go play baseball. Um, at one point, I was playing like three sport. I was playing a sport a season, and um, and I'm not anymore. Um, I ran track for a year. That was weird. But um, <laughs> yeah, I did it too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was a weird. I need something. I need something more than running. You know, or shot or yeah. shot put or you were a shot putter. I was you. a shot putter too. Yeah, I did a. I did a. I dabbled. I dabbled, but I did. Uh, 
I did a four by one relay and hundred yard dash and shot put. So I wasn't the best, but you know, I had a good time, but it was also pretty boring. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just kind of, you know, do what you love. I agree. Uh, so, which team, Coach Val, did you prefer, Detroit or uh, or Minnesota? Um, probably Detroit. My, my favorite favorite team is the Seattle Reigns. We just had a yeah a great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question so, uh, about Seattle. Uh, just kind of the WNBA because I've always kind of wondered, like, you were traded right from Detroit to Seattle, or? Yeah, Detroit Minnesota. to Minnesota. Yeah, uh, how was that? Like, what? Do you, what's that feeling when you like you get word from the team like, okay, we've traded you away. Like, what? What was that feeling like? Well, it feels weird because like that year in Detroit, I had I led the team in rebounding and I was like top ten in rebounding, even though it was only six point something rebounds a game, or seven rebounds a game. Plus, that's so really yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> It's better than what I was averaging. But I, but I was also on and off the injured reserve because of, for depression. So that's, oh, okay. and I would like not want to go to practice, not want to play games. So they were putting me on the injured reserve. I feel that. Um, I feel that. So, Something I struggle with too, personally. Oh, really? So I, I, compl- I completely understand, uh, you know, just not wanting to really put the effort in. You know? But my coach wasn't but, really understanding. Continue. She took it as a lack of motivation. Yeah, mental health wasn't exactly taken too no, seriously. No, you don't really. In the I 90s. Didn't, you didn't really come out with it, and so um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so then I took that whole season off in 2000, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't really that understanding. And then yeah. I had a baby in the off season. Got married, had a baby, and then that a month later is when they traded me. So oh, I wow. kind of felt like betrayed. I understand yeah. that completely. Kind of like with. Yeah. It's kind of like I put so much into this team just to get traded away because I took time off for me. Right. It reminds me. It wasn't like that, but that's how I felt. Yeah. I saw I saw a clip of D Rose when they were like making a uh, thing about his career. Um, like after his injury, when he got yeah, when he got I the phone call too, from his from his agent um, that the Bulls had traded him. And like he just and it was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh. Because he's I love D Rose. I'm a huge D Rose guy, um, and just just to watch him come back, kind of obviously not to his full MVP potential again, but just to watch him come back has been so inspirational. Because like he's playing for Detroit now, and it's just so fun to watch him. And he seems a lot. He he seems he seems happier, but not happy. If you if you get with that, if if you get that, like he's he it seems like he's happier than he was. But he's he's not happy about it, you know. I wouldn't be either. Yeah, yeah, because his career he could have been one of the top ten point guards of all time, honestly. Like I heard, like LeBron was trying to go to Chicago or Mm -hmm. something like that back in the offseason. He could have won so much. That's how. That's how uh, sports works. Yeah, unfortunate circumstances happen and may end your career put a halt to every rose has his thorn um in case in in Derek's case there were there were many thorns it's it's heartbreaking to watch Derek Rose but 
But um, Coach Val. Yeah, what's up? So, um, Minnesota Lynx, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of some people I've seen have said that like that's too similar to the Timberwolves. Like, do you do you like that it was kind of like you know you got like the the kind of like the sister location, I guess. Um, did did you like having a similar name to the T Wolves? To the T Wolves, or did you kind of wish that you guys had a different? Oh, name? I didn't really, I didn't really think about it um, that yeah. way. That's interesting. We were bad though. I mean, somebody, <laughs> I remember we lost a game and they were like, the crowd was like, change your name to Stinks, you know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're, <laughs> people are so creative. Wow. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but they, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for. No, that. it's funny. I, I mean, even like, even on TikTok, some of the roasts are funny to me. I, I mean, I don't tell them you're funny, but I still laugh. People roast. Oh, right. You, you know, like, don't feed the trolls. But that's, yeah. That's, that that is pretty funny. Uh, so, Coach Val, who would you say is your favorite current WNBA player? Um, Elena Deladon, but she's um, not yeah, playing okay. right now because of um, she's high risk, so she didn't. Uh-huh. She has Lyme disease, so she didn't come. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yes, I. So I played one season of WNBA, um, or like like the season mode of WNBA in two K. And I was, I think, does Della, Elena Della Don, who does she play for? Um, Mystics. Mystics. The okay, Mystics. so I, I went to the Mystics, right? And Della Don was fantastic. Oh, yeah, she's a beast. Uh, I mean, she would hit, like, these crazy shots. She yeah. can get a bug. Oh, she can. She In does. real life, she can. Yeah, I've, um, I watched, yeah. after I watched, or after I played two cats, I was like, man, like, is she really like this? And then I wanted to watch. I was like, she is she really like, like I've this. I've known her since she was eight years old. We went to the same oh, wow. high school. Um, oh, okay. So, I mean, she's from Delaware. Delaware, okay. My, you know, my home, my, my, you know, we're from the home, same home state. But yeah, she's amazing. Her story is amazing. Um, you know, she, what's her, what's her story? Did yeah, the Mystics win the championship? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, her story oh, is, is like she out of high school she was the number one recruit in the country like probably mm-hmm. since um, seventh grade or eighth grade they were calling her the next LeBron James although her game to me is more more like Dirk they're calling her the next oh, LeBron James mm-hmm. and um, so she finally goes to UConn for preseason spends like half a night there and leaves and says I don't want to play basketball anymore I'm just burnt oh. out. And she doesn't play basketball. She rolls into University of Delaware. Actually, plays volleyball. Mm-hmm. I think she was playing volleyball for two years. She's all conference or something in volleyball. Mm-hmm. She's just a great athlete. And then, yeah. and then tells her mom, um, you know, this is boring. I want to try basketball again. So, so mm-hmm. and then she tries basketball, and then she's like, you know, killing it and all that stuff. And University of Delaware is not a big women's basketball school. It's like no, no, you know, it's I bet some top D two schools can probably meet them. And, you yeah. know, now she's back on top, you know, MVP, yeah. um, Olympian. So it just shows that you don't have to always league. take the same path everyone else takes to the, the traditional right. path, I guess. It's kind of like oh, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan just took some back time to baseball. Off. Like, I'm going to play baseball. I'm going to go play baseball. <laughs> Not too good at baseball. Not too I mean, good I think, I think, think he comes back as 45. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. But, but, you know, what God has for you, nobody can take away, you know, no matter how off yeah. path you think you are. I mean, I don't know if you guys, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, but I know some. I'm a Christian as well. Um, I, I'm an Episcopalian. So, um, Akash, you got, you and like your mother and father have a uh, pretty like 
strong religion, religious aspect to your life, don't you? Kinda. Uh, some like my parents are kind. My mom's kind of religious, but my dad's kind of like whatever about it. And I'm slowly trying to figure out like what I want to do with it. But right mm-hmm. now, I'm not really. Like, Which I think religion hard. Like I don't consider myself like a part of a religion or whatever. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what's your mom's religion? Uh, my mom is a Zoroastrian. What's that? Okay. Uh, so yeah. it's one of the first like monotheistic religions. Actually, it's very very old. Uh, originated in like the Persia area. There and unfortunately, it's like slowly kind of dying off. There's I think mm-hmm. less than a million of us left. It's kind of it's oh, it's, wow. it's sad, but yeah, it's a it's. I don't know. It's not really like very comparable to much, but yeah. Yeah. So you said it's monotheistic. Yeah. What are like what are some of the morals and values? Uh, it's like the main like almost like the motto of the religion is good thoughts, good words, good deeds. And so a lot of the, the thing about the religion is it's a lot less of like a, not, there's not much like ritual to be done with it, and it's a lot more of kind of just like a almost like a code of values. Like acting yeah, on it? Yeah, kind of like you, yeah, pretty much. Just like kind of, this is maybe how you would live, like this type of thing. It's different. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So it, it's it's less of a religion and more of like a, like you said, like a code of values. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So that that's actually mm-hmm. pretty cool. What type of uh, Christian are you, Coach Val? Oh, non-denominational. Okay. Uh, do you, have you... Uh, uh, do you like go to church normally? But obviously before COVID, I do. I do okay. um, go to church, but now everything's online. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> I read for my church um, the other day, um, or like last Sunday, and I, I read the responses like that the people would say if we were in real church, mm-hmm. and I messed up a couple times. It's all right though. All my friends were texting me, and they were like, <laughs> "Ryan, you're on, you're on the church," and I'm like, "Yeah." Is it on Zoom? Was it Zoom? What was it? On? We so we zoomed it, and it's like I joined through Zoom, and with Zoom you're able to live stream on YouTube and record it at the same time. Oh, I didn't know that. So you, yeah, so you can so um, so Mother Cameron or Father Stephen, he he's actually retiring um, this year, which we just found out about like last week, and we were all very disappointed, but we're happy for him. Um, but he and. Uh, Mother Cameron figured out how to do it, and we don't know how they did it. But, um, but like, and then like people from the church can like they can get on and watch. So, I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. That is um, cool. I'm like, how can I do that? But they have yeah. like a thousand followers. I mean, subscribers. Um, I don't know how many subscribers they have. Actually, I could probably find that right now. Um, so just last, um, last kind of topic I want to touch on, Coach Val. Um. Your your personal life. So you said that you had, um, you have two kids. Yes, I have. Um, okay, what are their names? Um, Joseph is nineteen. He actually plays college soccer, and then I have a son oh. who's fifteen, Victor. He, he he's a sophomore in high school. Okay, where does uh your older son go? Amherst College. Oh, okay. Where's that? At? In Massachusetts. Mass- okay. So I saw I was on your live stream the other day, and you were showing off your new puppy. Oh. So uh. What's his name or her name? Um, Carmelo. Um, oh, I do remember that. Carmelo for sure. I, I I think you might know his name. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Working on that. 
Yeah. He's cute though. I mean, he's yeah. He's a handful, but I haven't had a puppy since. Actually, when I was in Italy, I got a puppy to keep me company. Oh, wow. Keep me company. So that was the last time I had a puppy. Yeah. Did you? So did you give the puppy back up for adoption when you left Italy? No, Snoopy came home with me. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yeah. When did? So you took? So you took Snoopy back? Um, did you take him to Brazil with you? No, I took him back. Um, actually, that's right. I went home to Delaware and then went to um, Israel. So I took Snoopy to home to Delaware to my parents, mm-hmm. and they brought him. I was in Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah he's been international. Wow. <laughs> so, so that dog has traveled more than I. Have. I know, right? Um. So, how um, how long did you have Snoopy for? Snoopy lived for like probably like twelve years. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Good for Snoop. Do you have pets? I I have two dogs, um, Annie and Harper. Harper's birthday. She just turned one, actually. My um, my first dog that I ever owned, Molly. She died last year um, in the summertime. So um, when, I, when I was a freshman, so that was obviously pretty detrimental to my success that um, that month. But she was a good old dog. She lived, I think she was thirteen. Oh, okay. So she was a good old dog, and uh, and she um, her name was like I said, Molly. And we got Harper. Um, Lata, man, when she was only weeks old. So it probably, oh. I remember getting home from a football game and we had her, right? Because we, we had gone to visit her mm-hmm. and see her and like, yes, this is the dog we want. And I remember, I can't, so it was probably like last, like November maybe. Oh, so she's pretty young. Um, she, yeah, she just turned one, um, like a week ago. And Annie is, uh, she's like two and a half years old. So um, we got another dog to keep Molly company. And then when Molly um, died, then we were like, man, it's just so weird to only have one dog. Yeah. So we got Harper. And then I have two cats <laughs> at my mom's and we foster cats. We got a b- bunch of cats. And we have two cats here at my dad's, which is where I'm at right now. So yeah, I love, uh, we love pets at the D'Angelo house. Shaw, you, you, have, a, you have a dog. Yeah, I have one talk, dog. You wanna talk about Zeke? Zeke. So he's like, yeah. he's like four now. Oh my God, he's old. What kind? But he is a golden doodle. Oh. Uh, so he's an interesting dog. So he's yeah. pretty smart, but also pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he, it, he, he always attacks me when I go over to yeah. Shaw's house or Akash's house. He loves people. I don't know what it is. Like, he'll just, yeah. As soon as, like, when he first meets you, he's just like all over. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not, um, I over it's not an attack it's more of like you know running up and like jumping up on yeah and it's it's pretty cute he's really cute well coach val thank you thank you so much for being on oh oh, thanks Uh, for having me anytime yeah you're by far the most famous person that we've had (laughs) on the show so far well i gotta get you some more people if you ever need someone to come on just um oh thank um, you email i think okay i do do that for other i've done it for another podcaster he wanted yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're anytime you're welcome back. No, no, I mean um, I'll I can if you have a specific guest that you want or kind of guest. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. And uh, like I just like I said, you can, you are welcome back anytime oh, you want. Thank you. I love um, to. It was fun. Yeah, I'm actually um like, do you know Ashley Gavin on TikTok? She's a uh, comedian. No, who's that? 
Uh, she's she's really funny. Uh, so it's like Ash Gabbs comedy on TikTok. So uh, check check it out if you want to see some some funny stuff. She hasn't. Uh, she asked what the podcast was called, and so I, she hasn't replied to my email yet. But uh, thank you thank you so much though for being on. Um, I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this for uh, for a while. Yeah, this is really cool. So, where did Roseley go? Uh, Roseley is actually he's here, but I think his mom was just a little bit annoyed, so he had to get off. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I said, really appreciate you being on. Um, Good luck with anything you want to do in your future. And yes, (laughs) Roseley. My bad, I had to leave. You're fine. You're fine. Had to go. Thanks for coming on, you guys. So, um, really nice talking to you, Coach Val, and uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. Same here, guys. Have a great day. So, yeah, you too. Listeners of Traffic Home Radio, just kidding, um, but we have a big thing to share. We are now available on multiple third-party platforms, none of which you've probably ever heard of, but we also are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you would prefer to listen on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, then please do. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Dan and I and Luke and John Bryan are very, very grateful for how many people have really just been listening in general. And we really appreciate it. Thank you.